And welcome to episode 43 of the Brood Sages, Stormbound players with a head for the game. I am Freeloader, and with me as always are Subaiku and Thomas. Subaiku, how's it going tonight? Fantastic. And Thomas, how's it going? Pretty all right. <laughs> I just love that answer. It's, it's kind of like, my go-to anymore, because I mean, that's that's pretty much how it's going. It's like, eh. <laughs> It's 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 whelming. It's whelming. (laughs) Exactly. Not over, not under, just whelming. Well, (laughs) speaking of whelming, we are the Brood Sages, easily the second best Stormbound related podcast in production. And as a reminder, you can always follow us at Brood Sages on Twitter. Or for all of you who think the original or double stuffed are the only real kinds of Oreos, our email address is thebroodsages at gmail.com. Guys, uh, uh, it's it's the middle of the month. Uh, it's been several weeks since we splurged for the anniversary event. Um, so hopefully for at least a few of us, uh, uh, our libraries are feeling new and fresh and different. On top of that, we have some new cards. There's a whole bunch to talk about here. Um, what do we think? How, how's the meta shaking out for the October 2021 season? And I'll start with Sabaiku. Yeah, I've got to say, it seems pretty healthy. Uh, definitely a lot more winter than I remember seeing in the past. Um, but despite all the complaints on Reddit about chill beards, I don't think it's that oppressive. Uh, maybe that's just me because I'm trying to find decks that are good into it. Um, a lot lot to shadow fan. I think that, that's been a, a real key for me there. Um, so that puts them on their back foot and they're not playing chill weirds as offensively um certainly i've certainly still died to it don't get me wrong but uh a lot less than i expect otherwise uh but it's definitely not only winter that i'm seeing i'm still seeing a real healthy amount of swarm and to a little bit of a lesser degree ironclad and shadowfen um overall it it feels pretty healthy it feels like everything is pretty powerful uh i really Gotta say, I I don't have any complaints about it right now. It feels pretty well balanced. So, Thomas, Sabaiku says he's not seeing a lot of offensive Chillbeard play, but my understanding from reading through Reddit is that all Chillbeard play is offensive. Uh, How's your experience been? (laughs) I mean, yeah, Chillbeard is just... uh... It is definitely way too offensive, but uh, no, I I think I agree with that. It's actually not um, as bad as I was originally screaming that it was when I first saw what the card was supposed to be doing. Um, I'm looking at the top 20 right now on the uh, leaderboard, and I've only played five of them this month now within the past couple days and four of the five that i played have been ironclad and then the one in first place um or at least as of the last time i looked uh they were playing swarm and ultrasonic right yeah Yeah, uh, yeah. from my understanding he did just switch over from winter though so he's kind of playing um the, the extreme heavy hitter and then the other extreme heavy hitter with uh some of the other big cards that swarm has so um i'm that's definitely not representative. Uh, the fact that I just said that 80% of what I've played against in the top 20 is ironclad, and then the last 20% is swarm is definitely not what I feel like I've been playing. Um, I would say that the most prevalent would be um, tied between ironclad and winter, and then swarm coming up in third place. And it's like maybe one out of 10 games is Shadowfen. 
I do agree with you that Shadowfin does seem to be falling behind, which surprises me because it does feel really good into Winter and Swarm, um, which I I feel like I would I would say I'm probably seeing about three Winter, two Swarm, and then one Ironclad and one Shadowfin, maybe maybe even less Shadowfin than that. Um, so uh, I don't know. It just it surprises me. It feels like Shadowfin is is real strong into Winter and Swarm, and those are the two most prevalent factions for sure. Yep, I completely agree with that. I just uh, switched over to Shadowfin Claxi tonight, and I've been kind of steamrolling a lot of these uh, Winter Pact flares, which I'm surprised with because generally they're the best at going over the top. But I guess Claxi is just a little bit better at that. Galaxy's so much value. <laughs> and she clogs up the board so well, it makes it hard for them to get, you know, land those uh, Siren or Chillbeard's finishers that they're trying to. So yeah. are a lot of these Winter decks running both? Or, or, or are they choosing, you know, their poison between Chillbeard's and, and Siren? Well, some of them like to run Ulf, Winter, or Ulf, Ulf Siren, and Chillbeard's. Just, uh, that was my last uh, opponent, just played all three of them. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's a heavy uh, deck. I, I think the game finally ended at 26 mana. And <laughs> I have to say, Klaxi did get it for me. So just wave after wave after wave uh, finally got it. Now is that like nine health. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been seeing mostly Chillbeards or Chillbeards and Ulf. Um, those those are seem to be the two most prevalent, I would say. But I'm also still seeing a lot of like underground springs and freeze stuff. Um, I've been working my way up through the Heroes League, so you know down down in the hundreds and two hundreds, maybe people are experimenting a little bit more, haven't optimized the way that the top top twenty has. Yep. So fun fact for you before we kind of move on from from that, when you just uh, had mentioned that, yeah, you are starting to see a little bit more Ulf. The reason, honestly, is because um, based on memory, last fall when we had the horrible um, ironclad uh, rain with booming professors and just the ironclad chip deck, the um, counterplay was to be playing Winter with Ulf because the base healing that you were getting from him, um, they just couldn't deal enough damage. And so with this last month of Heroes League um, and Ozone Hysteria deck, um, doing some great plays now a lot of people are playing these ironclad chip decks uh just played against a booming professor's deck in heroes league just the other day and so now ulf is starting to get um some real play time to try and counteract these uh chippy ironclad decks mm, that starts to make sense so we're, we're we're seeing a little bit of an rps uh sorry rock paper scissors uh uh a uh, 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 meta game going on where all of those decks are in fact rather viable but based on which one the majority of players are choosing to play one of the three becomes an optimal choice so the mm -hmm. ulf tucks in when you start to see more chip that makes a lot of sense i i do recall this is a while ago when pre pre uh, uh, chestnuts nerf that um you know my, my chestnuts deck was was quite powerful until i ran into an ulf deck and then it just always seemed like i couldn't quite get there yep that was the time period that i was talking about yeah yeah uh, last summer last times. fall mm-hmm Yep, yep, yep. No, I remember. Um, I have been uh, uh, searching for a control deck uh, this month. I have not made the uh, Heroes League yet. I'm in Diamond. Um, but I've uh, done a stream already. I'm probably going to do another one. Um, and I'm just, I'm really, uh, 
I've kind of fallen in love recently, guys. Uh, and and uh, um, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's it's me and an alderman. Uh, uh, we get along really well. Uh, he, he, he's, he's out and about, you might even say he's trekking, uh, but one way or another, um, I, it was, it was not love at first sight. Uh, I saw him there a lot before I thought I'd give him a try, <laughs> but now, now that we've finally given it a go, um, man, uh, I have to tell you, there is something super filthy about a mana turn seven, drop a trekking alderman into a triple activated witches. Uh, it's gross. <laughs> It is so <laughs> disgusting. Like, uh, I, and and it happened once. And after it happened that first time, um, it was just it, it it all clicked. Um, until I ran into David G, who showed me the ways of Ironclad with Trekking Alderman and Destructobots. And let me tell you, Mana Turn Five is earlier than Mana Turn Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a clever little combo there. Um, you know, I, I, Trekking Alderman is good in the early game. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely, it's got good stats. It, the effect is really useful. It does seem to fall off for me, uh, the games where I've played against it. I haven't really experimented with it. Um, but when I played against it, it, ten, it tends to fall off kind of later in the game as five damage becomes a little less relevant and the lack of movement becomes a little less relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you mean like when they play Bragda? <laughs> well, you know, it, it does not really respond well to Klaxi, I have to admit. No, it does not. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's perfectly good. Uh, I think it's well balanced now. It, it strong early falls off late. Like that, that's a good card. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so my experience on uh, the ladder, though, has been predominantly winter. It's uh, the, the Diamond League seems to be a lot, or at least it was. This was, you know, about a week ago now. Uh, but the, but it was predominantly winter with a a dusting, we'll say, of ironclad. So I yeah, where have all the Shadowven players gone? Uh, well, I guess the question to that is, Sabeku, what are you playing right now? I've been poking around a little bit between Winter and Shadowfen, but I have been playing mostly Shadowfen, I have to admit. Uh, started off the month with a r- little bit of a rushier version, um, my my old uh, Cordia Rush deck. Uh, played a little bit of a lighter Chunk Beam version that mm. I stole from Arthas. Uh, and then I've also settled on this... Um, kind of like rushy build with cordia uh and then it's like you know what i don't need that toxic sacrifice for defense i'm just gonna put claxi over the top Um, i'm sorry what so now it's it's more of a more of a mid-range deck it does not struggle to get early damage down and then claxi's there as a backup option you took out toxac and you put in claxi Yes, I would like to point out I have a long-standing maxim that defense is for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that to is defend. like a bumper sticker. Right. <laughs> he actually does. Uh, you know, it's a beat-up old Volkswagen Mini. <laughs> defense is for suckers on the back of it. Right. Just that and uh, see the lethal, be the lethal. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just toxic sacrifice is fine, but now that I have a lot more of my collection at level five after the anniversary, I don't really need it to turn the board around. Mm -hmm. I can kind of play defense and compete in the early game. I have toad and witches for pretty good defensive options there. 
and then I can just apply pressure with Cordia if I need to. Um, it, it's all coming together pretty well, actually, I have to say. Um, so it does well against Winter. It does well against Swarm. Like I said, those are the two that I'm really trying to shore up my my win rate against because those are the two that I'm seeing the most of. Huh. All right. And Thomas, what are you playing? Um, a little bit of everything. Uh, mostly mid-rangey aggro uh, this month, but um, every faction about equally. I think I've done the least amount of Swarm this month. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'd say just uh, somewhat mid-rangey and trying to uh, just add and take away some different cards from each of the different main decks that I've got. Um, and so my current as of today has been the uh, the Shadowfen deck so um seems to be going pretty well i don't think i've lost a game yet with this one today and i just hit the coin cap so that must be a good sign it has been yeah with Shadowfen mid-range with uh Kalaxi. and uh, funny enough i took since i made this deck took out uh Toxac and uh, I think it was Obsidian Butchers because I never saw any Shadowfen decks, and then put in Faithless Prophets and Klaxi. So I Faithless think uh, Subaiku might be uh, Subaiku might be on the uh, the right path. All right, now you have me curious okay. with Faithless. Yeah, so there's actually a reason I added that. Um, I am sick of all the very strong Winter um, cards, or just all the really beefy cards that they're playing a lot of these winter decks are playing uh cards like loris and fluffy bad boxers and twilight prowler prowlers each one of these things has like 10 plus strength by the time they're done with their um attack and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. for three mana i just get to eat up that entire thing and carry on about my day oh i like that Mm -hmm. uh so you you have level five faithless of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> well, well, um, us, us, us uh, plebs down with our with my level four faithless. I did try it out um, relatively recently. I, I uh, uh, me and the Magi, we streamed a, a night where we were um, just trying to play uh, faithless decks. Actually, I think we had a, we had a deck with faithless and uh, a copper skin. And for reasons that I'm not quite sure I remember at this moment, we also had South Sea and First Mutineer in the deck. So, you know, it was a hell of a deck. <laughs> um, I think we were trying to to, to uh, do a seance with David G's old... Uh, 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 His very first. Under. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to kind of uh, uh, play in that vein, and uh, we didn't lose. Faithless was nutty. Yeah, no, it's a it good is card. a good card. It's hard level to four, use, but it's a good card. Level four and level five are both very good when you're fighting against um, a lot of these opponents that have level five structures. For example, mm-hmm. like True Shot. Mm-hmm. Level four, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Cleans it right up. Yep. So, Thomas, have you been putting any of the new cards into your Shadowfen deck or any of your decks? I have. Uh, let me take a look at my phone again real fast. And I've got... Um, I've actually been using the um, new two mana a little bit more than the one mana. So I only capped out Erratic and uh, Fragmented Essences. And um, I'm seeing that I'm putting fragmented essences in more decks than I am erratic. Um, neither of them have been making it into even probably 50% of the decks. 
but okay. um, so fragmented, it's making it into more decks, honestly, because of that seven strength uh, gives it the ability to clean up a uh, scrapped planners. Yep. Yes, isn't that so term. good? Yeah. It, it does feel very, very good. Now, now, out of curiosity, uh, uh, we also, I mean, I, yes, we had the four uh, ancients recently uh, introduced. That's the uh, Bounded Demons at four, Lost Psyches at three, uh, Fragmented Essence at two, and then the Erratic Neglects at one. Also recently introduced was Sparkly Kitties uh, uh, at two, which feels like perhaps the best two drop in the game right now. Uh, are we seeing another situation where uh, something like like fragmented essences which is potentially a really really strong card is just getting the the wind knocked out of it the wind taken out of its sails from another recent card introduction it's no fragmented the fact that it doesn't have movement is the uh, the issue sparkly kitties is absurdly good it's for sure by far the best two drop close contender for best card in the game um fragmented wow. essences whoa yeah Coming i mean in with the hot take <laughs> this is sizzling wait 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 so first off i i we have to follow up with that wait what is the best card in the game uh we've had a lot of discussions on discord with different people before i i keep trying to ask people and i think the general uh feeling for most people is tricking uh, alderman yeah i know i know oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> is Toad. I'm not 100% sure I agree with that, but that's um, continually uh, like where people kind of lead to. Is... Toad the Elevated? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a good card. It's just generally useful. Uh, sure. I don't know if I would say best in the game, but... Best in the game. The issue okay. is that there's so many different like definitions and de- different parameters that you can put on that the, we could end up going down this path for the next two hours and probably not make much more oh, progress yeah. than where we're yeah. at right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Toad is the number one card in the game per Thomas. And and you're saying, I, I'm not necessarily saying even that I'm thinking that Toad's the best. Okay. So Thomas knows a guy who says that. Yes. There, the that's a little okay. bit better. <laughs> gotcha. So, so, so this guy I met in the alley. Right. Right. His, his cousin's friend who, um, had a COVID shot and that, no, no, sorry. Look, My father's brother's nephew's former right. roommate. <laughs> what does that make us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay. So, so Toad is the number one card in the game. Sparkly Kitties comes in at number two. I'm interested. I like this. I'll, 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 I'll sit and think about it and see if uh, episode 44, I can't come back with some witty reason why that's not the case. But for right now, <laughs> I'm going to say I hadn't really considered it. And let's, let's take that as, as, as the top two ranking. <laughs> I will say I have not played around with the sparkly kitties, uh, on ladder because I haven't leveled it up yet. Um, but using it in the lower level brawls, it's a, it mm. feels real strong. It's mm-hmm. really good, and I can't wait for the next feline brawl. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's going to be gross. Mm-hmm. I would like to to humbly submit one counterpoint, and that is, if you know who Equinox is, and you've taken a look at all at what Equinox has been doing, it is possible that Fragmented Essences is the most amazing card ever produced. <laughs> 
in this game by either Paladin or Sheepyard, I am pretty sure Equinox has literally broken the game with some of his experiments. Uh, these videos, by the way, I, I've lost probably three or four years of my life from not being able to breathe minutes on end laughing at the absolute absurd insanity of this Temple of Focus fragmented essence. Boards. If you're not on the Discord, it's worth it to join just so that just you can watch this. these videos where oh it's God. like the fragmented essences split and and move and then split back and move and it's nuts and all of a sudden like the whole board is full of like two strength one strength tokens. Or it worse. Is, yes, absolutely, totally worth it. You just need to have like 15 minutes for that single <laughs> like. <laughs> beginning yeah, the, of turn play to happen the, the animation <laughs> takes forever and heaven forbid if he puts pog on it to begin with, because then everything on the board is just like insane i don't understand like if if, if sheepyard has not reached out to equinox at this point to ask hey we'd like you to do some play testing of new cards for like marginal use cases that we haven't contemplated <laughs> They probably should. Although the counter argument to it is if people are going to start playing Claxi, he makes an entire board of like two health fragmented essences, which would just be like Claxi father, fodder like no one has ever seen. <laughs> All right. So moving on from there, though, um, you were saying about uh, you've you, about 40 to 50 percent of your decks. You are trying out the one mana and two mana new ancients, Thomas. Oh um, yeah, yep. let's let's get back to that because this is actually interesting. <laughs> um, we were thinking erratic neglects was going to supplant summon militia in basically all use cases, aside from one where you specifically need random knights. Well, or just both, uh, if you need sure. both of them. But I haven't found a single deck. Um, I'm not playing uh, any crazy rush decks. I, I tried that earlier this month. And um, as we know, with just how mid-rangey, just how heavy-hitting um, high-end Heroes League is, um, you can't have two one-drops in your deck like this. Uh, just... You're going to get to late game and you're going to be putting out uh, five power in a random spot on the board and your opponent is going to be doing 10 pl power plus some other crazy thing. So, um, so you for sure can't have both when you're in like the upper, upper leagues. And so I did 100% um, take out some of the militia out of every deck and put er neg erratic neglects in, in its place. I do have to say, I specifically did lose one game because of an erratic neglects. No. Um, yeah, my opponent's baseline was uh, almost completely filled up, and uh, it had gotten confusion, and no. went and wiped out the other card, and so I was <laughs> like one point short of winning. Uh, so that felt bad. <laughs> I hate that card. <laughs> But, but no, it's 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 a good card. But again, it's just not having movement. And uh, anymore, most decks have things that have movement. And when you're not able to clear your opponent's front line, you you start feeling really bad um, really quickly. Mm. And that's the reason why early, I yeah. was having issues with the fragmented essences as well. Even though it's got seven strength, I like again like I think like when we had the last podcast, I was like, eh, this is too strong. Now that I've actually been playing with it, the fact that it doesn't have movement is like, huh, 
they need to make well it's her to have seven strength as well <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um no i mean it's not even they need to reduce fragmented down to six it's lawless needs to go up to seven huh okay because yeah that's... This is the the lack of movement on the early game cards is just so impactful yeah mm-hmm. the extra as somebody who's played a significant amount of lawless herd uh, i can say it's it's fine it'll do when you don't have anything else but if you have anything else lawless is the first card that you cycle it's just not quite strong enough and the movement is just too important mm-hmm. yeah i guess i you know i i always go back to use cases like the one that thomas mentioned earlier like now if if lawless herd was seven health i'd play it for two mana to counter your scrap planners so my two clears i mean yeah you you already got probably a mana or two use out of the out of the well, scrap it, planners it's anyway, finally right? a fair trade because generally a scrap planners is going to eat something like a gifted recruits right so eight two mana and now for the other two mana the lawless herd to clear out the scrapped is a four for four Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, you know, maybe something to think about. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 scared of fragmented essences only because of Equinox, and I just pray I never queue into him on, on ladder because I have no idea what's going to happen that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's take a minute and talk. We we talked about the meta already, but let's go through faction by faction and just kind of brainstorm how many viable decks, how many viable archetypes are there for each of these factions, at least, you know, like top top 100 Heroes League or so. Okay. That's, I think, um, an indicator of how healthy the meta is, right? Like we've been talking about Winter, and Winter doesn't really have anything that sees regular play outside of a heavy-hitting Gift and Chill Beards deck, whether you have Wolf in there or not. Depends on how slow you want it to be. Um, do you see anything else for Winter, Thomas, that kind of strikes your fancy or puts uh, put some fear into you um absolutely and so you were actually playing uh, mostly the deck that i had either last month or two months ago with like an aggro-ish uh winter deck um that just wanted to spit everything out into the board and generally using like ubas as the as the uh, clearer and mm-hmm. i've been doing that and that got me around to like 30th place um i do have to say that one of the only swaps that I did for that deck, well, summon militia out and uh, t- put in the essences. <laughs> um, but then additionally, I guess I don't remember what else I took out, but uh, Razor Sharp Links is in the deck. Now with the uh, the buff to it, this card oh, nice. feels amazing. I think Instead that they... Instead of Mistwives? Yes, and it's beautiful. It works so well. Um, I, so it, it was just like a no-brainer swap because what do you need that... It, 11 strength for if you are trying to uh smash something with it then it's generally like a scrapped planners and perfect it can take out scrap planners it can take out all the structures so back when you were trying to figure out whether you needed um mistwives or like siege breakers well this can still take out those structures but then finally when you are just getting to that point where you just need to end the game and end the game right now Razor Sharp still has that ability, and it does feel really good having two runners in the deck that you can run in for 11 damage on that uh, moment dime where you have the opportunity to. That's great. Yeah, I like that. So you took out uh, the Blunt Force instrument for something that's a little more flexible. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And Not my style. So, I'll, I'll stick with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so this deck isn't going to get first place, but it is for sure um, top 50 um, com competitive. And it's just a winter aggro deck with uh, Giovanna and uh, Ubas as, as the legendaries. And then uh, just a bunch of the other lower mana cost cards to build up your, your base for Ubas pings and runners. And you're running hearth cards in your version? I am not uh, okay. Siren. Gotcha. All right. So yeah. So uh, uh, Sabaiku and I uh, um, were experimenting and and with great success. I, I went undefeated through Diamond twice with that deck, <laughs> um, uh, using the Hearth and Hearth Guards as two of the cards in the in the deck. Yep. Uh, and and the mana capped out at at Hearth Guards. So there was one five. That's Ubis. One six at Hearth Guards. Everything else four and under. Yep, and I I like the hearth guards in there personally, just because it's a little bit cheaper. It can be used flexibly. Uh, you know, sometimes that deck could fall behind to a more aggressive, like a swarm rush, like a more aggressive swarm rush, for example. So, uh, just using the hearth guards to clear stuff off of your baseline was sometimes an option. Yep, and Heroes League's uh, Siren was the concession against all the these other uh, fat winter decks that I just needed to clear out. Yep. 30 40 power <laughs> well so Makes so sense. against against winter uh uh by the way uh i never trade with my missed wives i i put i put 11 strength forward i i leave it to my opponent to figure out what to do with it um uh too often i would trade with missed wives and then my opponent would respond with oh well now that the missed wives are so much less health i'm going to icicle jev and then clear your board when you can set it up so that you just throw the the mistwives on base is the best but even if you can't just throw them forward and and leave them an 11 health now they've got a question of well do i frost hexers and icicle burst it and lose my jev turn or you know how do how do i deal with it i, I don't like trading with mistwives I, I i like just putting it forward and asking the question and demanding the answer never <laughs> trade Defenses for suckers. <laughs> Defenses for suckers. <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a pupil of the Sabaiku school of uh, Stormbound. Um, okay, so I guess the biggest question then, back to Sabaiku's question about um, uh, what archetypes are viable in each class, in each oh, faction. that's right. Yeah, so... Um, is, so... is that a mi a, an aggressive mid-range deck, or are we willing to call it a rush deck? Um I've only got the three runners in the deck, so is that mid-range or is that rush? <laughs> it, it's about as rushy as you can make winter, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, no, reckless, I reckless, reckless Rush's Swarm deck has goats, and it has Saber Paws, and it has no other runner. It only has two runners. Yeah, but Forgotten Souls turns your other eight uh, cards into runners. Oh, right. I, know. Yeah. I know. I get it. So you have... 12 runners in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but but you see my point. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, Rush is more a mentality. Uh, uh, you know, it's obviously a mana curve um, and a mentality. Uh, if you are aggressive and you don't try to clog the board, you don't try to trade, you don't try to create value, you try to put pressure. And I think that deck is a Rush deck because of that definition. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I would say that um, rush and um, mid range and control are all viable for winter. Mm -hmm. Certainly, the control part of it. Um, mm -hmm. I have not seen a lot of mid range winter decks, but I think only because the aggressive rush and chillbeard's control style decks are just so good. No well, one's bothering. I think they to almost the kind of um, they skirt so close to the line of each other that yeah. you don't really notice mid range because mm -hmm. it felt like they were either just um, 
just crushing you the entire time or it felt like or with like aggression or they were just wiping out everything you had um you could have potentially just been playing a mid-rangey deck but that gift of the wise really throws off what you think your opponent is doing yeah that's yeah, fair that i agree with it really blurry lines there mm-hmm. so yeah i would say pretty much everything is is viable in winter right now all right well let's move from there to shadowfen i can i can speak to shadowfen rush it works and yeah. so does control so the whole nine yards works for shadowfen and I, yeah, i've been playing mid-range it's perfectly good uh, so, so wait what, what would we consider a shadowfen control deck uh, go ahead thomas oh uh <laughs> well i guess i don't even know because they're just kind of gonna do what they do uh <laughs> they've got loris and they've got uh, probably tax sacrifice and crimson sentry and um i'd say witches can be well witches can be used for everything yeah yeah which is a generally useful card mm-hmm. i've um, only seen curse of strings uh played one time this month but... someone's memeing with the new buff oh yeah mm-hmm. i played against it I, I definitely lost to that one too it, yep. it was an unexpected curse of strings uh, for sure no so i guess maybe not control maybe i'm just more thinking of um the heavy mid-range hitters as what i was about to call control and that's yeah, obviously Klaxi, not classy can right classy can be like a heavy hitter in a mid-range deck or it can be a control card in a control card that you know in a control deck you yep. um but trying to put together a like that, that that's been I, I i tried putting together like a a Crimson Sentry, Trekking Alderman, uh, Conflicted Drakes, Witches deck. Like, like I'm contr- Toxac was in there. I'm controlling the board control deck, and uh, it ended up using obviously what what used to be the go to for for Shadowfen control. It used Chestnuts as its sort of win condition. Right, as I'm going to control the board, and while I do it, I'm going to slowly kill you. And it turns out that slowly is the operative word. <laughs> Yeah, you end up uh, needing something like Claxi or Bragda just to just to put a bunch of big units on the board so you can actually end the game sooner. Right, right. You have to put value on the board to, to put more pressure on your opponent, and you end up sort of sliding it back into a mid-range deck mm-hmm. uh, kind of out of necessity because there's just not a lot of control options. Convert is definitely a control-ish thematic Yeah, I would. Thing. I would say... Probably convert is the one that comes to mind when I think of Shadowfen control, and it's it's pretty viable. Um, basically, instead of using Claxi or Bragda to create beefy units, you're just kind of taking your opponent's beefy units. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you definitely have to be more controlly there to do that. I don't but yeah, know if so it's I guess, top hundred, but yeah, it, it's definitely viable. You'll win games. You'll have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think of of the. Of the archetypes we've talked about so far, I would say that it's probably the weakest archetype. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that for sure. So, yeah. so yeah, we'll say then that uh, Shadowfen, Aggro, and Midrange are top 100 viable easily. Easy, easy, easy. easy, easy. I think Shadowfen Midrange might be the, might be the best Midrange, but I'll hold off judgment until we start talking about Swarm in a minute. I think it always has been. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason say, why it won have four you straight Rain? seasons so far. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Reign of Frogs? It's a card, man. <laughs> All right, moving on from there, let's go to Ironclad. How's Ironclad looking? Still fantastic. Right. 
Scrap planners hasn't been nerfed, right? No, no. still the same. No. Yeah, no, still, still a good, still, fine, still a good faction. <laughs> yup. Yeah, uh, we can go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you could, but um, yeah, no, I'd say um, aggro is still crazy good. Well, that mm-hmm. like hyper aggro um slash mid range that we've seen since the inception of Heroes League is still pretty much the same deck. Yep. Um, exactly what i was gonna say that, that <laughs> ironclad rush is still there it's still strong it's maybe it hasn't been nerfed it hasn't nothing's in it's changed uh, it's, it's re- so many cards have been nerfed <laughs> yeah it, month after month it was getting changes and now it's just kind of down to a fair deck exactly yep yeah but it's then definitely not as oppressive as it used to be yep but yeah, so those two archetypes are viable. Um, and then I would say like the the deck that I used to get first place this last month could almost be considered control. Like it was it was still very like hyper aggressive, but the fact that it was using ozone, um, purifiers and unhealthy hysteria to um, like control what my opponent was doing and windmakers to control what they were doing could teeter a little bit on control. Yeah, I think windmakers is a controlling card, right? Like 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 that's where you you can make a chip deck that can be kind of like an aggro tri- chip with ozone hysteria but as soon as you start putting in cards like windmakers you're 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 much more of a controlling style deck mm-hmm. yeah which is funny cuz usually when we think about ironclad control you do think about those structures the Mia Mia Towers, synergy yeah. you know, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. land the true shot use maybe like the newly buffed armed schemers to kind of derail your opponent but uh yeah you you manage to do it through cheaper cards uh by the way i don't think we have actually officially acknowledged on the podcast but congratulations on your number one finish last month oh yeah thank you well technically it's all thanks to uh stony uh i took his advice to heart and i mean there's a reason i wanted him on <laughs> there you and know. so uh so yeah felt good to finally get it <laughs> uh and while we're giving huge shout outs uh, uh just because you had just mentioned it. I wanted to give a shout out to MKM for uh, uh, putting together an arm schemers deck that won, uh, and it, he, he he ran it last week. It was a super entertaining uh, 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 stream that he put together with an ironclad, like su- like very very heavy controlling deck. Um, if you don't watch him, by the way, if you don't watch MKM streams, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain to you what you're missing but it, it is it is hours of, of of sheer madness and hilarity so so do yourself a favor and try to catch one of his streams one of these days so going back to ironclad we talked about how to how to play control with structures do you think it's particularly viable um so it's difficult to say that because i'm a really bad structures player and so it's not viable for me i have the same problem <laughs> Like, but I have played against some players that are very, very good at it. And the ones that come to mind are, I don't even know, like Shite, S-H-T-E, whatever, like however we're supposed to pronounce his name. He's a crazy good one. And then also uh, player 7565. I've got that one memorized because he is also crazy good at playing structures. If you play him and you see that he's playing ironclad, you know you're going to lose. <laughs> yes, not a bot, and you're going to die to Siege Assembly every time. 100%. Every time. What <laughs> is with that? It's like a guarantee. I, I actually queued up in a mirror match against him playing ironclad control towers, and yeah, it wasn't a game. He's <laughs> it was, good. It was, it was five minutes of schooling. <laughs> 
So yeah, so um, if you're really good at it, and I don't know what the secret sauce is, but Ironclad Structures is still very, very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, Siege Breakers being not in the meta as much anymore, definitely helping that out too. Um, you know, I I don't see it very often as a deck card for sure. Which no, I it shouldn't be. It it yeah. should not be something you include by default. There are other options now. Now you just want to run it if you see a lot of structures. And honestly, you really don't anymore because you know you're mostly seeing Winter Swarm. Uh, I don't know, Thomas. You said you're seeing a bunch of Ironclad, but I I can't say that I my experience has been the same. Most of the Ironclad right now has just been kind of the um um the Hearth Guards version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the aggro, the rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's move on to uh to Swarm then. Our well, final hold on. Faction. We we skipped oh. uh, Ironclad mid range. Did we? Yeah. Don't really see it. Upgrade point and Fort Tonic feel like they're too slow, not particularly viable. That's my take on it. There, there, there's there's definitely an Ironclad Dragon deck that I've run into once or twice uh, that feels very mid-rangey. Um, it's trying to build a big board of dragons. Uh, there's... I have seen, uh, uh, although it's hard to tell exactly, you know, again, because... There's not that many cards in a deck to begin with. Um, but when you see debug loggers, my gut is like, oh, okay, this is a mid-range deck. Um, I suppose it's possible that people are slipping debug loggers into one of the rush variants just because maybe they don't have scrap planners at five or whatever it is. They're, they're making like a, a card-by-card choice to swap it in just because they have it leveled up. But I would I would argue that anything that's running debug loggers tends to be more of a mid-rangey style deck. Sure, or you put it in something uh, where you don't have Loris leveled up, right? Or you don't oh, want to play point. it. As, yeah. You don't want to play it as controly, so you don't want Loris in there. You want to play it a little more mid rangey, so you put in Debug, which is perfectly fine. It's it's a fine. It's card. a good card. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a fine card. Pretty dang good, especially when your opponents start playing a lot of Shadowfen, because you can start eating up row upon row of Froggy token. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, w- I would say that ironclad, mid-range ironclad, while the Fort Tonic nerf really kind of blew it off off the the planet, I I actually think Fort Tonic is still a good card. Um, yeah, it's all just kind of just a little bit too slow for the meta. That's that's my feeling, having tried out a little bit of like upgrade point style decks. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I could make it work. Yeah, I, I would agree that it's it's, but but I think some of that just has to do with none of us are all that great at at, at towers. Well, yeah, um, I will definitely admit that Ironclad is my worst faction. I'm just I'm not good at it. Oh, I, I've I've got I've got a a, a booming professor's obviously tricking alderman uh, a deck that I'm I put together today. I can't wait to stream it on my next stream because I'm going to become an Ironclad player. <laughs> Or fail trying. Those are my only two <laughs> options, let's be honest. All right, now let's talk about Swarm. Uh, I hear tell that uh, uh, Swarm has this Bucks Zuri thing going on. Worked it well has for, me for a few season. months, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, okay, so that sounds kind of mid-range-ish. 
Yep. It is and absolutely a mid-range deck. Yep. It, it does what it does. It does it well. Um, you know, Bucks is just stupid good. Zuri moves across the board in a ridiculous fashion to give you outs at the end of a game where you should lose. Um, I'd really like to try it with Fragmented Essences, but I mm. haven't gotten that yet. So uh, maybe maybe next month I'll get the, get the card and level it up and then just start making tokens all over and buffing them with Zuri and letting them kind of propagate across the board this is a question i think that a lot of players out there would probably have because it's a question that i have when i try building one of these decks do i want dark harvest or not in this deck it depends on the meta okay my input is that dark harvest is not as good um that's personal preference admittedly Mm -hmm. i like to build the deck a little bit leaner um i ended up putting in west wind just for something cheap that moves uh this was pre-sparkly kitties i might just put put the sparkles in instead of west wind right same strength Mm -hmm. one less mana just a straight upgrade really um yeah i think uh, how how much you want Dark Harvest often relies on how defensive you can make your early game. Well, so um, like this deck that Ultrasonic has in first place is essentially the same um, exact shell as like your generic Zuri Harvest deck. And the only difference is when you're playing or when there's a lot of Swarm and Shadowfen in the meta, then you want um, Dark Harvest in, and you don't care about Bucks as much. And then okay. when there's okay. a lot of Ironclad and Winter in the meta, then you need to take out Dark Harvest and put in Bucks, because think about the things that you're fighting against. Those yep. two, uh, Ironclad and Winter, have thick units, uh, j- only a few on the board, but they're huge. And so Dark Harvest doesn't get a whole lot of value, but Bucks gets insane value. And then on the flip side... Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. Yep. Uh, Teching for the opponents that you're seeing. Um, And, you know, with the prevalence of winter right now, uh, definitely Bucks has has been very useful for me last month. I'm sure, sure it would be continue to be the best choice this month wow so i learned something new tonight guys (laughs) all right well uh so that takes care of mid-range which i think is sort of when you currently think of swarm uh that that's sort of top of mind right and zuri that buff has done a lot to revitalize that archetype um there is still swarm rush out there is there not there is. is there (laughs) <laughs> i definitely run into it um yes i definitely I, run into it i gotta say it it feels less powerful than ever even mm-hmm. with the new cards it's just kind of not quite enough i will say most of the swarm rush i run into uh tends to be lower base health players too so it definitely feels like the uh this is the deck i have leveled up so i'm going to play it and they can't incorporate the new cards uh, so maybe maybe it would be stronger um if you could fit in those sparkly well, hold on, hold on a minute because because you you've literally just sort of proved the counterpoint if if you have a small library and you are uh you know and and you have a low base health you haven't been playing in platinum this month have you oh look it it definitely allows you to punch up i i agree yeah. with that right you can win in diamond you can win in the heroes league i don't absolutely i don't think it's say like top 100 heroes league i think it's gonna be very hard to to make that happen with like a straight swarm rush um an old school 
reckless rush kind of deck but mm, okay it, it'll okay. definitely it'll definitely still win games i'm not saying that it won't uh, especially with a lot of winter out there you know you can just get there first and get there faster yeah that was my thought was anytime i see winter start to to, to eat up more of the meta it's it's reckless rush time and admittedly my bias i've been playing a lot of shadow fan which handles that sort of swarm rush uh pretty well most of the time yep Nope. All right. Well, then this brings us to the um, unicorn, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 rare breed that we've never that we've heard tell of and yet never seen in the wild. Folks, is there a swarm control deck out there? There is one that the, uh, a player was playing two or three months ago, and he was actually top twenty, but it disappeared again you're talking about Mateus with his pillars yes. of doom man yes <laughs> the man i i got destroyed by him every so single times. game was, was that was I, that I the uh, aaron the aaron uh needle blast uh blade yep. storm yeah yep. <laughs> oh, that was good that was a sweet deck and yes he was top 20 for like two months in a row with that exact deck and mm. Yeah, and I don't understand how. Like, if I, I put, if I put that combination of cards in a deck, I would lose every game. <laughs> That's exactly what I did because I was like, "All right, he's he's got something going for him. There, there's something here. I tried yeah, he, it. You're right. Yeah, you're like he's onto something new here. I can I can make that work. No, no, you can't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's those structures. We were just talking about it. It, it was that dang structure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is something about Pillars of Doom that just, it, it almost seems like a seppuku when, when I use it. Like, I, I'm literally playing it as instead of conceding. Just like, you know what, I could concede, but I want to let you play a few more cards before I die. So here, I'm just going to do this instead. I could concede, um, but I have this play four structures quest. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, get, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, though, like, for me, it was, like, whenever I would, like, play that, it really, like, back when I first, like, started playing this game, I was, like, my opponent is definitely cheating. I, I, he's got the cheat codes to add the 13th card to his deck, and he just added Siege Breakers, and he just played it on me. Like, that is how he was able to get Siege Breakers suddenly. Every mm -hmm. single time I play that card. It's like, Temple comes out, nope, Siege Breakers. <laughs> Well, we just talked about how we're not seeing Siege Breakers as much anymore. Maybe Ooh. this is your time to shine. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there was, I, I, I can't remember who it was. I Like one of my first sort of eye-opening matches where you realize what a tempo loss playing towers can be. I, I, I went up against one of the top play, I, top 10 player. I, I, I'm not going to be able to remember who it was right now. Um and his mana turn five was Frozen Core. And my mana turn six was Saber Paws into a direct attack by Siege Breakers. And that was the game. Uh, as good a player as he was, the, 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 oh, I'm sorry, I have the exact counter in hand and you'll never get any value out of your <laughs> mana turn five play was just, it's crippling. And and that's always my fear with playing towers is I put myself behind the eight ball so badly. Like like Sabaiko and I were, were trying to play the other night uh, and he was trying to coach me through playing towers. And I have this fear, even though it's true shot that we were playing, that if I put it on an inner row, my opponent is going to just tuck something in the corner that I can't remove, that, that true shot is going to like 
you know, shoot the wrong way, it'll shoot the other side and kill something over there. And so this unit that I can't clear is going to be tucked in to the corner next to the true shot. And it's just going to perpetually be that kind of event every turn until I die. Like, like putting it in a middle row right now is just conceding the game kind of an attitude. And he's like, no, you got to put it there. It's the only place where it's protected. You got to do it. You got to do it. I'm like, I can't. Um, I, I don't get towers yet. I still, I, I'm going to probably lose another 20 or 30 games with, with a tower controlling deck before I figure out how to make this work. And, and so hats off to people like Mateus who've got, and, and, and shitty, shite, shitty, shitty, <laughs> however we pronounce it. Um, uh, uh, those guys have it figured out, man. And it is, it is not straightforward. Completely agree. Yeah. It's definitely a different way to play the game. Speaking of shite, Sabaiku says he just lost audio. Oh, rough. Yeah, that is rough for him. Anyway, that means (laughs) the adults are out of the room. Thomas, it's you and me. Let's do it. Try to close out. We're an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll try to close out, Sabaiku. Sure thing. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, he can't even control what we're doing anymore. That's right. He can't. It's all us. (laughs) All right. I don't know what to say, though. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give his deck list. (laughs) That's right. For all of you playing against him, watch out. Um. No, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, I guess uh, we'll move to feedback. All right. <clears throat> well, that's going to end the main portion of this episode, which means it's time for me to remind you to contact us, preferably in our channel on the Stormbound Discord server, on Twitter at BroodSages, and you can email us at thebroodsages at gmail.com. We also have an additional way for you to reach out and support us. We have a Gumroad account where you can become patrons of our work. Check out the link on our Stormbound kitty page, or don't. That's what everybody else does. Uh, this week, we hear from Hooper Mensch, who says, man, this intro feels warm, for lack of a better word. It feels exactly like friends talking about something they enjoy. Congrats for the one year. By the way, it was us just talking about something we enjoy. We love this game. Uh, I enjoy this podcast a lot. Well, thank you so much. Cheers to Arthas, who went along for a long stretch of this adventure, and Thomas, who's now there, too. A uh, little uh, uh, correction, Swarm has one of the best four mana drops, that is Devastators. The whole Reckless Rush deck revolves around that card. I'd argue that's a pretty solid card, but of course, Mischief sucks. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Devastators is a good card in the right deck. Uh, uh, it's just a little 20- bit too fragile is the issue. Um, yeah, well, it's just not like, so when I think of good two drop like, four drops in the game right mistwives is playable in every you you can play it in a rush deck a mid-range deck you can play it in a control deck toad and witches yes right uh scrap planners you can play it in every in fact you should play it in every (laughs) ironclad deck you have but there's no contra i don't care they just put it in the deck (laughs) um that's not true for the four drops in swarm swarm has uh, a bad one and it has a, a card that is very very good in the right deck Yes, exactly. Uh, Moving on from there, Alden the 23rd says, now that's a title. Well, we have a Douglas Adams fan. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, That is my personal Bible, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Moving on, Cow says, uh, the description of the video has a mistake. Nerfs. Uh, That was probably my typo. I apologize. I'll look into it and see if I can get it fixed. We wrote burfs, and that is... uh... 
That is an old, old callback at this point. Oh, oh, oh. It, it, so the, the mistake was not nerfs. It was that I wrote berfs. Yes. Yes. No, we mean uh, 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 when a card gets changed in a way that might be considered a buff, might be considered a nerf. For example, we give it more strength, but we also up the mana. Is that a nerf? Is it a buff? And we argue it's neither. It's both. It's a berf. And that's going to do it for this episode for Sabaiku and Thomas. I am Freeloader. We are the Brood Sages reminding you to stay hydrated.